Zach Wilson struggles in his return to the lineup, but the Jets get their third victory of the season. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Monday, November 29th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thank you so much for making this show your first listen each day. Today, we are going to recap the Jets' 21-14 victory over the Houston Texans ahead on the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets. Your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving weekend. We are back. It is Monday and the Jets won on Sunday. They defeated the Houston Texans 21 to 14 in Houston improving their record to 3-8 and eight this season. There's a lot of unhappiness I'm sensing from Jets fans after this victory, and I do understand why there was a pretty important player who returned to the lineup yesterday and did not play that well. But look, I understand that there were issues with Zach Wilson. We'll get to them in a bit. I understand that, that there were phases of this game where the Jets did not play particularly well. But hey, A week ago, I was the guy who was here saying that the Dolphins were bad in the game and the Jets did not take advantage and they lost a game that they should have won. So you're not going to hear many complaints from me today because last week we were in the same situation. The Jets were playing an opponent that was not very good, that did not play very well, and they lost. This is what I want the Jets to do. We know the Jets are not a great football team. We know that this is not a team that's going to the playoffs or even going to end the season with a winning record. What I want to see them do, though, is win games that are winnable for them. You knew going in the Texans were probably not going to play well. The Texans are not that great of a football team. You wanted the Jets to be able to take advantage, at least limit the mistakes to the point where they could win the game, and that's what they did. Listen, after the last couple of years, I'm not going to complain about a win. I'm not going to apologize for a win. I understand that there are issues. I understand that those issues surfaced at various points in this game. I'm not trying to act like this was the greatest victory in franchise history. I'm not going to act like this was on the level of Super Bowl III or the divisional game at New England in 2010. It was a win, though. Jets needed a win. And you know, speaking of 2010, this game actually reminded me a lot of the early Rex Ryan years where the Jets were kind of leaning on the run game and the defense to work around some uneven quarterback play. This game had many different swings. In fact, Houston at one point jumped out to a 14-3 lead. In fact, it looked like they were going to go right down the field on the first drive, which is a script we have seen many times this season where the Jets kick off and the other team goes right down the field. The Texans were moving the ball at will, it felt like. The Jets did have an opportunity to get off the field, and it was in Houston territory. The Texans went for it on a fourth and one on the first series, and I'm like, okay, well, let's get a stop here. Let's set the tone. Well, it did not happen. The Jets gave up a 10-yard run up the middle to Rex Burkhead. And from that point, the Texans kept moving the ball. But then John Franklin Myers, a guy who has received a lot of criticism, and not unfairly in recent weeks, because his play has not been that great since he signed the big contract extension, he made a tremendous play. Tipped the ball into the air that was thrown by Tyrod Taylor and caught it, and then ran 32 yards back into the Houston 37-yard line. And he was out of gas. I mean, he was running to the sideline. You could tell he just was finished. He did not want to run any further. 
I was watching the game with my father. My dad's like, why, why are you turning around? And I'm like, Dad, he's out of gas. He's not going to be able to get there. And the Jets made a few plays on offense. The drive kind of stalled once they got into the red zone. Actually, once they got inside the 10, they were not able to hit a pack past Zach Wilson with a couple of incompletions. Elijah Moore slipped on a third down play, but the Jets got a field goal. And they got off to, a, you know, it was a pretty good start. They're up 3 nothing, which has been a rarity in the first quarter this year. And then they force a 3 and out. So they got the ball 3 three nothing up. You're feeling pretty good. And then things kind of fall apart for them. Wilson takes a sack that wasn't really his fault. But then a really awful play by Wilson. On 3rd and 17, he kind of has to step up in the pocket. It looks like he's going to scramble. And for whatever reason, he flips the ball to Ty Johnson. But Ty Johnson's not looking for it. He pretty much hits Ty Johnson on the back. And it's not that it was a low-reward, low high-risk play. It's that it was a no-reward play. The Jets were never going to pick up the first down on that flip. And the worst-case scenario was a high-risk play. So I just don't understand what Zach was trying to do there. I, I really don't. Uh, very frustrating stuff. You want to see him limit dumb mistakes like that. And it was, a, I mean, this is as dumb of a play as you can see. And from that point, the Texans it kind of felt like they took control of the game because they got the ball on a short field they converted that into a touchdown jets went three and out and in fact not only did the jets go three and out their yardage for that series was negative two so it was ugly and the texans again on the next series hit a big pass brandon cooks beat bryce hall down the field for a 40-yard touchdown it's 14-3 and it's this feels like we're heading into like an existential lost territory because if the jets get blown out by houston I mean, we got to rethink everything with this franchise. We, I mean, I don't think anybody could be safe at that point if the Jets are going to 2-9 and nine and they're not even playing competitive football in Houston. And it really feels like they're getting run, about to get run out of the building. They don't do anything on their next series, although the defense does get to stop. And then the Jets got the ball back down 14-3. to three. And the play that changed the game, I think, was a penalty. Houston got called for a roughing the passer on Wilson. I mean, he ripped his helmet off. And that kind of got the Jets going a little bit. On the next play, they ran a little pop pass. Uh, Elijah Moore was really a jet sweep. It counts as a, a pass play, but essentially Elijah Moore came into motion, and Wilson just kind of flipped the ball right in front to him. And it was re really kind of like an end-around play. But because there was a forward element to the, the pass Wilson threw, it counts as a passing play. Moore went for 11 yards. On the next play, Wilson hit Tevin Coleman for 6 yards. Jets got the run game going a little bit on a huge play. Zach Wilson hit my guy, Ryan Griffin, on third and nine for a 10-yard gain. My guy, Ryan Griffin. And this set up an Austin Walter touchdown. Austin Walter broke a couple of nice runs in this game. And then Josh Johnson came in on the two-point conversion and made a nice run and cut it to 14-11. And the Jets' defense st stood near the end of the half. Now they did give up a first down. They did allow Houston to convert a third and nine, which was not great because they could have gotten the Texans off the field with about a minute left giving themselves an opportunity. But you know, go to the locker room, 14-11, I don't feel that bad. And then, I mean, the story of the second half was the defense for the Jets. Then the second story was the run game. The Jets got the ball after the half and put together a very physical touchdown drive. I mean, they were running the ball very effectively. Tevin Coleman, I thought, had a good game. I may talk about him a little bit later. And maybe I'm missing this, but I watched Tevin Coleman. I don't think he has a lot of speed left. But, man, he's just tough. He's crafty. He knows where the holes are. He knows how to set guys up. I'm kind of kind of coming around on Tevin Coleman. And this was a guy I was not that high on earlier in the season. And I do think like the physical tools are gone. But 
he's just a tough runner. You know, he, he and he knows where the holes are. You got to like a guy like that. You're kind of a savvy veteran type player. And the Jets went down the field and scored a touchdown. It was 18 to 14. And again, the defense took over. Houston had 45 yards in the second half. Jets forced a punt. Then they got into field goal range. And Matt Amendola missed a 42-yard field goal. And you know if I'm watching this game, because you know what my thoughts on Matt Amendola from last week if you listen to the show. I was going crazy. You know, another Joe Douglas kicker who, you know, Joe Douglas seems to not understand that you need guys who can kick it through the uprights, not just guys who can kick the ball 80 yards in the in the air. On top of that, you know, Zach did take a sack on that series, which was not great. And the Jets actually kind of were bailed out by Ty Johnson. So on that series, the Jets had the ball on the 35-yard line. Zach took a sack, and he fumbled the ball, and the ball, like, went way backwards. It went from 2nd and 8 to 3rd and 29. The Jets got lucky there because the ball went out of bounds, but it was a 21-yard loss. The ball went out of bounds 21 yards behind the line of scrimmage after Zach fumbled. On the next play, Ty Johnson broke a 24-yard run to get them back at the field goal range, and then Amendola misses. Very frustrating stuff. But the Jets' defense, again, they dominated. They forced a punt. The teams traded punts. The Texans went down and missed a field goal. And then 18-14, the Jets put together a 13-play drive. And again, a lot of good runs. Austin Walter breaking some runs. Uh, Zach did hit a couple passes on this series. Uh, he was pretty erratic. He did hit some passes on this series. And then the key sequence came when the Jets drove the ball inside the 20. They ended up with a 4th and 1 on the Houston 15-yard line. And I'm going crazy because they're sending out Amendola. And I go, don't send out Amendola. And then they call a timeout. And this was the second timeout they've wasted on the series. So now I'm going even crazier because they're sending out Amendola and they've wasted two timeouts on this series that they did not need to waste. However, they did not really waste it because during the timeout, the reason it was called is Robert Sala changed his mind and he went for it on fourth and one. And I agreed with the call. I felt like it was a good call by Robert Sala. I don't trust Amendola. It's fourth and one. You have a chance to put the game away. And the Jets, again, run Elijah Moore on a little jet sweep. I love that play on fourth and short because you get the ball into the hands of the fastest player on your team. He's at full speed when he receives it. And the defenders are all flat-footed. And they're playing in the middle of the field because they think it's going to be a run play inside on fourth and short. And Moore converts it. However, on the next play, Elijah Barrett Tucker gets called for a holding penalty and pushes the Jets back. The Jets play very conservatively on this next series they run the ball three times and i agreed with the decision to run the ball three times because first of all they forced houston to use their timeouts and second of all zach was very shaky in this game i did not think that he was a a guy i wanted to put the ball in the hands of at that point so the jets ended up uh, with fourth and goal from the houston 19 and that point you had to kick the field goal amandola makes it from 37 thank goodness and the jets get a stop on the next series and the big play was made by Bryce Hall, who had a rough game. I mentioned that he gave up the touchdown to Cooks, gave up a couple other third-down conversions, but he made the play, broke up the pass on fourth and two. That pretty much ended the game. The Jets then ran the clock out for the most part. Houston got the ball back with a few seconds left, and the Jets had their third victory of the season. Now, despite the win, the news was not all good for the New York Jets in this game, and we're going to talk about the struggles of the rookie quarterback returning to the lineup ahead on the show. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. Now, the Jets and the Texans went down to the wire yesterday, so I'm sure you were glued to your TV, but you also may have been wondering how your fantasy team was doing. Maybe you had another device where you were watching your star running back. 
Maybe you had a second TV where you could keep track of your top receiver who you weren't sure about the matchup he was in. Well, let me tell you something about Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Thanks again for making Locked On Jets your first listen each day. We are recapping a Jets 21-14 victory over the Houston Texans on Sunday. A very unconventional way for the Jets to get to 21 points because they scored two touchdowns. One of the touchdowns was followed by a two-point conversion and two field goals. Usually you think of 21 points as three touchdowns three extra points, but the Jets get their third victory of the 2021 season. Yet I sense some unease from the fan base after this victory, at least from the fans that I interact with. And I have to be honest, I understand it. Now, I thought there were many positives for the Jets from this performance. I thought that there were many players who were effective. I think the issue is that the player who's most important to the franchise's future quite frankly, was not very good. Zach Wilson came out, and in the first half, he was so shaky that I thought, you know, maybe you would think about benching him at halftime, and then the Jets got the touchdown before the half, and you hoped maybe that would settle him down a bit. And listen, he hit some passes in the second half, but I gotta be honest with you, I did not think Zach hit a single impressive pass in this game. Maybe I'm missing something, maybe something is slipping my mind. But Zach was very shaky with the reads. I talked about the interception to Ty Johnson. I talked about the fumble in the second half that almost cost the Jets dearly. Beyond that, there were a couple of plays where Zach got away with one. I mentioned the penalty that I thought really changed the game, the one where Zach kind of got his helmet ripped off. It was a 15-yarder that put the Jets in business. Well, as they got near the goal line, he threw a very dangerous pass that was tipped in the air. That easily could have been intercepted. That could have changed momentum of this game. In the second half, in the shadow of his own goal line, he threw one behind a receiver that, again, could have been intercepted. I mean, there were probably four plays that could have gone for turnovers. Only one did. I thought Zach got very lucky in this game. You know, the second half, the offense moved the ball. I thought it was more on the running game. And even the passes he was hitting, he was kind of inaccurate. I mean, there were lots of completions where the receiver had to adjust to the football. This was not encouraging. I mentioned it in the preview show. There were no excuses for Zach Wilson in this game. I know the Texans are an NFL team. I know they have NFL players. I know it's not ever as bad as it it seems for an NFL franchise. But Zach should have played better in this game. And there are basic elements of quarterback play that just don't seem to be working for him right now. Now, in that sequence I mentioned in the second half when he was kind of in the shadow of his own goal line, there was a third down play where it looked like he missed an open Elijah Moore because he bailed on the pocket and he kind of came up limping after the play. Now, after the game, he mentioned that he is less than 100%, that the knee you know, maybe is still an issue. Oh, You know what? Nobody was saying that during the week. You know, the Jets made it sound like he was completely healthy during the week. Now, I know he was limping, but, you know, if it's that much of an issue, he shouldn't be playing because he was not helping the Jets out there yesterday. And I've been pretty clear. I don't think he should be playing if he's less than 100%. But you know something? Nobody's talked about it during the week. So I cannot really 
say that the knee's an excuse, because if it's that much of an issue, they should have started Josh Johnson in this game. I just think Zach's struggling out there. I think he, honestly, and I hate to say it, he looks like he's over his head right now. He really does. He, it's just the basic stuff, the basics. He, he can't make reads right now. He can't throw an accurate football. You'd like to be optimistic. And listen, I'm not ready to give up on Zach Wilson right now. I'm not saying that it's over for Zach Wilson. I'm not saying that there's no time to improve. But I don't know how you can watch Zach Wilson now and tell me you're not a little bit concerned. Because beyond statistics, and I understand numbers matter. And I understand that there are many young quarterbacks who struggle at points during their rookie season. He just doesn't pass the eye test right now. He looks completely overwhelmed. When it comes to a rookie quarterback, you have to be live, be willing to live with some bad performances. You have to understand that part of the learning experience is that you're going to have some days where you look completely lost. But for Zach Wilson to this point, I mean, what stages has he not looked completely lost? I mean, maybe the second half against Carolina, maybe the second half against Tennessee. That's about it so far. And that second half against Tennessee, it was a good performance. But he was not carving up the defense from the pocket. He was kind of making plays where he was scrambling, on making things happen on broken plays. And that's a good skill to have. And that's the kind of skill that takes you from good to great. But you got to be able to hit the basics. you got to be able to do the essentials. And these things are not happening for Zach Wilson right now. This is the point of the season where you want to see progress, I think. You want to say, okay, this guy's getting better in this area. You haven't seen progress so far. And I, I, I'm sorry, you have to be a little worried. There's a difference between saying... Zach Wilson is finished. We're done with him. Let's move on from saying, you know what? There are some real concerns right now. There are issues right here that we cannot ignore with this player. Because right now he really does. I I mean, I think he does look like he's in over his head uh, in pretty much every stage of the game. I don't think you can ignore it. And again, I understand he's a rookie. Well, these issues, I think, go beyond being a rookie. And I understand it's his first game back from injury. Well, you know something? If you were of the mindset that, okay, maybe he needed to sit, maybe learning from the sideline will help him, maybe watching somebody else execute the offense will help him. Well, if you were saying those things, I don't think you can turn around and then say, well, it's his first game back, he was rusty. You know, if the, the time on the sideline was supposed to be beneficial for him, you cannot use the time on the sideline as an excuse for his poor play in this game. So I I don't think that there are any excuses for Zach Wilson in this performance. And I don't think we're at the point where we give up on him, but I also don't think we're at the point where we we can just dismiss this stuff as rookie struggles. Now we're going to end this show on a much, much happier note because there were, there were a number of things to like from the jets in this game. We're going to talk about them ahead here on the locked on jets podcast. But as you know, it is the best Monday of the year, and that's any Jets Victory Monday. But today is also Cyber Monday, and Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide. And even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor has just landed in time for Cyber Monday, Caramel Almond Delight. And it delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate? Check. Almonds? Check. Delightful? Double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone, with 150 calories and 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate. For a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor, white chocolate cheesecake. 
The yummy protein treat is filled with marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and to get your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Go to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Again, it's Built.com, B-U-I-L-T.com. Enter code LOCKED20, one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D, number two, number zero, before it's too late. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving full of football and turkey. And as we now turn to the next holiday, you should know that Bet Online has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON. That's one word with no space, L O C K E D O N, to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, recapping the Jets' 21-14 victory over the Houston Texans yesterday in Houston. The Jets improved their record to 3-8. Despite the victory, it seems like a lot of Jets fans are melancholy over the result. And I think a lot of that has to do with the performance of Zach Wilson. The rookie quarterback struggled in his return to the lineup. But I do not agree with people who say the Jets played poorly in this game. I thought that there were many outstanding performances. I mean, this defense held Houston to 45 yards in the second half, and it began up front, and this was the way this team was designed. It needed to be the defensive line dominating, and the defensive line dominated in this game, and I think the biggest star of the game was John Franklin Myers. Now, John Franklin Myers has gotten a lot of criticism because he did not perform much after getting the big contract extension earlier in the autumn. Well, he had an excellent game. I mentioned the interception early on where it felt like the Texans were going to go right down the field. It had a feel of, oh, here we go again. Jets defense going to give up a touchdown on the first drive. Jets are going to be playing behind the entire game. He made that really nice play, but he followed it up with a pair of sacks. John Franklin Myers had a number of family members in attendance for this game. Listen, the Jets need to get his family to every game if he's going to play like that. A tremendous performance by John Franklin Myers. I thought he was the best Jet on the field on Sunday, but not the only Jet who played a good game. Quinn and Williams was disruptive. He was the player the Jets want him to be, the player he has not been frequently enough. He took advantage of the shaky Texans offensive line. Listen, that's part of the story. The Texans have a bad offensive line. You want the Jets to take advantage. But listen, if the Jets failed up front, if the defensive line did not play well, we'd be here complaining. So... You got to give them credit when they perform. They did the job they were supposed to do. And John Franklin Myers and Quinnen Williams were the two big stars. I felt like the linebackers were good for the Jets in this game. And that's been one of the issues with this team. I think it's been one of the issues that's kind of flown under the radar to this point in the season. Early in the season, C.J. Mosley was playing very well. And the last couple of weeks, C.J. Mosley has been bad. I thought we saw early season C.J. Mosley. I thought he regained the form of the early part of the 2021 season where he was given the team value. You saw him all over the field. He led the Jets with eight tackles. And Quincy Williams continued to play well. Now, I'm not sure Quincy Williams is a long-term starter for this team because in this defense, in this scheme especially, you got to have linebackers who can cover. And I don't know if Quincy Williams could do that, but he was all over the field. He's at least a depth player for this team, I think. Seven tackles. He had a sack on a blitz 
a well-designed blitz. And by the way, this was one thing I'll give Jeff Albert credit for. Through the season on third downs, the Jets have not done a good job figuring out the opposing team's protection schemes because you want to design your blitzes to get a free runner. And the way you do that is you figure out what the other team's protection schemes are and you try and take advantage. You try and send a blitzer and deceive them into a hole that they're not going to have covered. And the Jets have failed to do that all season long. That Quincy Williams blitz may have been the first time I can remember the Jets actually figured out another team's blocking scheme and were able to get a free runner through. But really, across the defense, these guys played well. I actually thought Ashton Davis played a pretty good game. He's a guy I've been very critical of, but he was pretty solid in this game. But again, it goes back to the defensive line and to a lesser extent, the linebackers. These guys were good in the game. And really, I think on the offensive side of the ball, it was the run game that saved the Jets. I thought the Jets controlled the trenches well in the run game, not as well in the passing game, although I will be interested to watch the film to see how much of that was based on the quarterback. But in the run game, they were opening holes. And really, the Jets depended on three backs in this game with Michael Carter out. Tevin Coleman, 16 carries, 67 yards. Ty Johnson went six for 42. And Austin Walter off the practice squad, nine for 38 and a touchdown. Jets ran for 157 yards in this game. Averaged 4.6 per rushing attempt. You gotta like what you saw from that run game. And that's kind of like, this game was kind of the plan. Because when the Jets built this defense, they invested a lot in the defensive line. They wanted the defensive line to carry this unit. They wanted the defensive line to protect the corners, to protect the safeties, get pressure consistently, shut down the run game. And especially in the second half, they did that. And you know something? I've said... Over the, over the last couple of weeks that I don't care how bad your talent is on defense, you can't be giving up 45 points a game. Now I'm going to flip things around a little bit. I don't care who you're playing. You can play the worst team in the NFL, and Houston might be the worst team in the NFL. I know Detroit would have something to say about that. You give up 45 yards and a half, you've done a heck of a job, and you deserve a lot of credit. Because these are, these are still NFL players. These are professionals out there trying to do a job. And the Jets' defense totally stifled them. And the plan... On offense, I think, was always to kind of lean into the run game, take things off Zach's plate, don't ask him to do a whole lot. And that's what they did in the second half of this game. When Zach was struggling, that's what they did. They were able to lean on the run game. They were able to get production from these backs. The offensive line was playing effectively. This was the formula. Now, I don't know if the formula is going to work against teams that are not Houston, but we will worry about that in the days ahead. Because I've said this many times, this is the part of the schedule the Jets should be taking advantage of. If we're going to talk progress this season, you've got to win some games in this stretch. And if the Jets had lost this game, we would all be very upset right now. I think this if they had gotten blown out, if they had continued on the road, they were at a 14-3 yesterday, where it felt like this was going to be a blowout. I think that would have been an existential type loss for this franchise. I think this would have been the type of loss that makes you wonder whether you are really are going on the right path. It, may, it would make you question everything. And the Jets were able to avoid that and get win number three. And now we'll see. Sometimes you just need one positive thing to happen to get you out of a slump. It doesn't always need to look pretty. You see it in baseball sometimes. A guy's 0 for 15. He's having a horrible run. And he like hits a ball off the end of his bat. And it just rolls into the right spot. And that gets him rolling. It kind of takes the pressure off. That's what we need to see from the Jets. Can they get on a little bit of a roll after a win, which was admittedly not a pretty win, but a win nonetheless, a win that can allow them to have a good week, can allow some positivity to return to this franchise, and we go from here. 
Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a five-star review. Have a great Monday, everybody. We will be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.